Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hello and welcome to the June 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from St. Vincent's Hospital in Sydney, Australia. My name is Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Tim Wang, who is the Plastic Surgery Registrar at the Children's Hospital at Westmead at the moment. We are talking about segmental gracilis muscle transplantation for mid-facial animation in Mebius syndrome, a 29-year experience. This is by Drs. Roy et al. with Drs. Zucker and Borchel being the senior authors out of Toronto. This was actually published in March of 2019. So, Tim, what was this paper about in a nutshell? So, first of all, start off, what is Mebius syndrome? Mebius syndrome is a congenital syndrome itself characterized by bilateral facial as well as abducens nerve palsies. Most of these children will have a significant uh, psychosocial impact. And this article describes quite nice and elegantly how they were able to achieve facial reanimation using the free, the gracilis myocutaneous free flap in itself. Oh, well, it's just a muscle only flap, but uh, it's an innovative functional uh, gracilis flap. Um, and uh, they were plugging it specifically into the motor nerve uh, for the masseter. In what proportion? It was like a very high uh, proportion they went for the motor nerve uh, to the masseter and only... 88% of cases, they yep. actually used the nerve to masseter yep. as the donor nerve, and only four of the total number of cases out of 197 free flaps did they, was they, did they use the hypoglossal nerve um, as, the, as the donor. And then the remaining 19, they did uh, cross-facial nerve grafting. Um, so, uh, so can you tell me about the demographics of their population? Obviously, they all had Mebius. What sort of age range? What was the range of surgery? And how did they analyse their outcomes? The age range itself, the mean age of this was seven and a half years, or so 7.6 years. And this, uh, spanning from 1985 to 2014, they captured all these children with not only Mebius syndrome, but also Mebius-like syndrome. So they could have already had, have had either unilateral involvement or even partial facial nerve uh, and, and involvement. And in order to, uh, to physically analyze the uh, outcomes, they used something known as the face gram, which was a static photograph pre and post operatively on the computer. And they mainly analyzed for both the excursion of the oral commissure as well as the symmetry of the children's smiles. And so, uh, what did they find? Well, they found actually, it's quite interesting. They found they were actually able to achieve a smile in all of these children. And they realized that with the nerve to master and the donor itself, they're able to achieve on average a four and a half millimeters of excursion for bilateral reconstruction and 9.3 millimeters of excursion for a unilateral reconstruction which was quite impressive and obviously found that um, uh, the symmetry was much better in a bilateral reconstruction as expected. Yeah. They didn't go into the technical details of the surgery. They just sort of said, oh, the surgical technique has been described. If you look at the references, um, there was a paper published in the Journal of Facial Plastic Surgery back in 2016 where they talk about uh, their particular surgical technique. Um, but um, uh, overall, their results were very impressive. Uh, what did you think of the paper? 
I thought this is a very comprehensive and obviously very, one of the largest case series that I have seen from a major pediatric centre. And I know that uh, the authors from uh, the Toronto Children's, uh, Children's the Hospital were initially championing this. So we're hearing this from the absolute experts in itself. Uh, I had a few smaller queries in the paper um, in itself. Um, especially I wanted to know how they addressed when these children had partial facial nerve function were still intact. Did they vary the technique? Maybe they used a coaptation that was end to side to augment the existing nerve versus end to, to end. And I also wouldn't know or would be very interested to find out how spontaneous the smiles were, especially with a long follow-up that they actually had. And we all realized how plastic the children are when they're so young. Did they actually be able to achieve a spontaneous smile and not just a posing smile they were physically trained to do, which would be the rhythm. The, um, the holy grail in this case for facial yeah. reanimation surgery. Certainly in terms of age, I mean, they were operating quite young. I think the average was about seven years of age. And I think the range was, uh, I think the youngest was four or, or something, but it was, it was quite young. Uh, and then obviously uh, people, um, uh, a patient uh, presenting later in time. These are obviously quite long procedures, uh, you know, seven to nine hours of operating. Uh, interestingly, they had no flap failures, which is phenomenal. Uh, given the number of free flaps performed uh, in, uh, you know, very, very small blood vessels in uh, small patients. Uh, so that in itself is an incredible accomplishment. Also to have the re-innovation of all of their flaps was something I found incredible. I mean, as you know, from doing nerve repairs, often you do a nerve repair on the table um, and you think it looks fantastic and uh, for a hand or whatever, and uh, the patient remains numb uh, for months or years afterwards. But this was certainly a very impressive uh, case series. Um, the other thing that was brought up uh, in our discussion of the paper was the regional variations. In the UK, uh, there are many surgeons there performing free pectoralis minor uh, um, functional uh, muscle free flaps uh, for this particular condition. And then we're honoured to have Dr. Labay come to Australia, I think a year or two ago, uh, to demonstrate his uh, sliding um, um, uh, temporalis flap, which was also uh, very impressive. Um, but th thank you very much for presenting this paper. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.